welcome back to the podcast. Hi, guys. Welcome to another week of Romance in Color. Yes, you're a place for real inclusive love. Um, So, Kitty, how was your weekend? What'd you do? Yeah, so my weekend was good. We have a new fur baby in the house, and Aww. so it's like having a real baby, honestly. <laughs> so it's been kind of potty training and getting him on a good schedule and routine. The kids went from remote learning to back in school, so they're no longer mm. home. My boyfriend, Pete, has been... Kind of get the, the, I was about to say the baby, Lord, helping me get the puppy structured and disciplined and stuff. So it's been a handful, but it's been very enjoyable. So we are having a blast. What about you? How was your weekend, lady? It was it was fairly uh, busy. We had some sorority Founders Day stuff, and um, that yeah. was about it. I mean, it was it was remote, but that was about it. And now I'm, I'm planning for my husband's birthday, so. That's it. Very nice. When's his birthday coming up? Coming up soon. His birthday is Friday, but I don't want to plan. Okay. I don't want to say what I'm doing because if he'll listen to the podcast, I don't want to say what he, I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, it's a slight surprise. It's a slight surprise, though. I, I want him to be surprised at what, what I'm doing. I got these ideas. Okay, good. good. I'm yeah, sure he'll enjoy yeah. it, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, t- I'll tell you offline what it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please. Yeah, but, that, but, that's a, but that's about it. Just, just doing that and getting Tegan back situated to go back to school. And, you know, after the break, she's all like, confused and confuzzled and oh, disoriented and stuff mm-hmm. sleeping mm-hmm. all late when she gets home from school I'm like girl you don't get up <laughs> like a teenager I know right like she worked so hard but anyway <laughs> um, last week we did like a little New Year's potpourri um, and talk a little bit about everything uh, coming back from the holidays um, we talked about Jeezy and Jenny Mai having their baby I think the baby's name is Snow. Oh, okay. Snow. I okay. think I think Snow, as in like Snow, which is interesting. It um, is interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know he, you know he's, you know, because he's Jeezy the Snowman. That's right, a, but it's not anyway, a reference to cocaine and stuff. Or no? it, it is. It it, it okay. is. Well, I hope <laughs> it's not a self fulfilling prophecy for you. Baby, <laughs> I know. So. I know. Oh, mercy. Um, and then we talked about MJ Rodriguez winning the Golden Globe. Uh, well, they're going by Michaela J now, so let me uh, get the name correct. Um, going uh, winning the Golden Globe. Jill Scott's supposed sex tape that doesn't exist. <laughs> 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 Megan and Devon and Trey songs. Oh, trigger, um, trigger. Mm-hmm. trigger, trigger, and his foolishness. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, we also talked about Drake, but we're not going to rehash Drake. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, 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 and it pops off debacle. We're not gonna talk about that. Mercy. Um, in read in reading romance, I gave two suggestions: getting his game back with Gia Decatade and digging up love. Both debuts, um, digging up love by Chandra Bloomberg, and listening to romance. I I played a little bit of hours and hours by Money Long. I hope y'all enjoyed oh, that. Nice. Yeah, and then. Me and, too. Yeah, and then watching Romance Safe House with Nicole Art Parker, which was good, man. That joke was good. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. Did that you enjoy was it? I, it was I enjoyed it very much. I did. Mm-hmm. The little twist. I ain't going to mm-hmm. spoil it for nobody, but the twist. And, and I was like, what? But anyway, that was crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was a little nice little twist. Because sometimes Lifetime don't give you no good twist. And it was like, like are we going to talk about that later? Or is this? Yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah, we can talk about it. We can talk about it in the Watching Romance. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it was really a pleasure. It was mm-hmm. real good. Okay. A little different from Lifetime. And I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Very different. Very different. But um, yeah. we'll, talk, we'll talk about it. So, what's going on in the hot topics, Kikini, for this week? Yeah, the hot topics in romance. So- there, there's a few hot topics. Someone has already called, a couple people are already calling 2022 the year of the breakup. I don't know if that's yeah. good or bad. Ooh, if it means you're finding a happy place, then that's good. But, you know, in couples, celebrity couple breakups, we have Lisa Bonet and Jason Momoa. Um, so people have for a long time, you know, they were together for 17 years. Of those 17 mm. years, married for five years. They do share children. 
Um, and people close to them say that they had a really beautiful and amazing relationship, you know, from the out, outside looking in and that, you know, their decision to split wasn't an overnight decision, that they just kind of organically grew apart um, because of different things. You know, for a while, Jason mm. Momoa was kind of struggling to find work and now his career is kind of popping again and he's been starring in Aquaman and Dune. He's 42. Mm-hmm. His career is just and needs to do whereas Lisa Bonet she's 54 so this is a May-December romance but she Mm. just doesn't really have an interest in joining him on the red carpet and flying around the country and Mm -hmm. it's very she just kind of enjoys her low-key chill Part. Um, I want to say I'm sad that they, you know, have invested so much time and they're not going to try to, you know, work it out. But I feel like couples do what's best for them. And this might be what makes them happy. So I just wish mm-hmm. them the best as they kind of go their separate ways and their co-parenting relationship mm-hmm. is a challenge. But, you know. But I heard, I heard, I heard, I heard, a, I heard a vicious rumor and I pray to God it's not true. I heard a word on the street if he got one of the allegedly got an actress that he's working with on a movie pregnant. Oh no. And, and that's Jason. why they broke up and he has a baby on the way. No, I pray to God Jay. this is not true. I pray to God it's not true. Because you know, I was looking for him to be a secondary husband. But if he if he out here making more babies, then I can't, you know, and they're not with me, then I, I can't do it. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> then oh, I can't do why? it. Oh my goodness! So that is certainly grounds away. So if that is indeed what's happened, if that's true, I I don't, I don't feel like it's, I don't feel like it is, but allegedly, I don't feel like it is. It's not so far fetched, but you know, who knows? Who knows? Anything could be. You know, people sometimes reason as to why people start spending and her boyfriend split. You know actually wasn't a hot topic I was going to talk about but since we talked about stories Megan the Stallion and her boyfriend broke up and it was kind of a quiet <gasps> low-key tasteful divorce and then neither of them kind of offered an explanation because they don't owe us anything you know we feel like mm-hmm. they do but they really don't and then like mm-hmm. fans started speculating that Megan becomes like an angry drunk and was kind of laying her hands on him when you know mm-hmm. she was upset and he came forward and was like, look, I wasn't going to speak on this. You know, we went our separate ways. We have our reasons and that it's all good. And he said, but now, you know, when y'all, we don't give y'all information, y'all feel like you need to make stuff up. So he was like, there was yeah. domestic violence on either side. She wasn't mm-hmm. putting her hands on me, you know, and I respect her. I care about her, you know, and, and we went our separate ways. And, and that is completely from somebody's ass. So I'm not saying mm-hmm. that the Jason Momoa is but you know we I guess we don't know and we and we won't know yeah. until he comes forward and tells us so people do well, Megan, Megan, is, Megan is Megan is young and beautiful and I hope that she finds someone who's not a rapper or producer. Yeah um, I was I was educated and stuff. I just yeah. wanted to find a nice guy I don't know her last name is, but not many sound. And that's a challenge, of course. <laughs> is, is it Pete? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so. wish her the best, too. Um, yeah, but speaking yeah. of kind of couples, because this is kind of the theme of, of today's podcast, actually. Another hot topic is also related to couples who have split and are kind of figuring out this co-parenting thing. We have Kevin Hart and his ex-wife, Torre Hart, who, if you ever watched um, Hollywood Exit, was in that first season of Hollywood. I really, um, I really didn't love her personality. I know she was like a comedian, is a comedian, but she just it was a little. I think she was going through some things, and you know how sometimes yeah. you're going through things, you can be hurtful and stuff like that. She was kind of like a mean girl. But in any case, fast forwarding ahead, you know, her and Kevin kind of struggled, you know, with their separation and divorce. And he met, I want to say, is it Eniko? Yeah, Eniko. Okay. And stuff. So they went through that. And now they kind of have seems like they found their footing with co-parenting. And recently, she posted a video of him promoting her new movie that she's um, executive producing, kind of like a garage with their two children that they share, Heaven, she's 16, and Hendrix. So in the video, Torre is kind of like, you know, I've been working really hard and my ex-husband, he's the king of Hollywood. He's going to tell you to do what? And then she pans over to him and he kind of looks 
unenthusiastic and has two mm-hmm. thumbs up. But it's kind of comical. He's not looking like <laughs> he's hating. But he's like, mm-hmm. go see Super Turn Super Turn is her movie. There you uh-huh. go. Go see your movie, Super Turn. So he kind of plugs <laughs> it, you know, posts it on her page. I wish he had posted because obviously his following is much larger but he kind of endorses it so you know he's supporting his ex-wife they seem to be in a good place so we're really excited about that super turn like i said is executive produced by toray hart stars um jamal woolard he was he played biggie and notorious stars an actress named ashley rios from the wonder years the new one and a couple of other names, Harry Lennox from Stomp the Yard, etc. So it, it looks like it might be. What cute. is it about? What is it about? What I don't do you know. I don't know. It's going to be on Amazon Prime and Apple TV Plus. So okay. I mean, it's it, it's probably a comedy. That's the sense I'm getting, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, okay. she didn't really say too much more about it, but you know, we, we we since you don't have to really leave your home for it, you know, if, if you're able to support it, then. Do so. Yeah. And finally, um, in other couples, like I said, this is kind of the theme for today, but in other couples, it's <laughs> a co-parent and, you know, struggling a little bit because it's still new for them. We have Kanye and Kim. They're back in Hot Topics again. Ooh, um, yeah, it's a couple <laughs> things. As we know, Kanye often turns to social media to act out when he's not feeling like he's getting his needs met. So most recently, you know, their daughter, Chicago, celebrated a birthday, and he claimed that Kim wasn't and did not share the information of the party. So he went on social media to kind of bash her and trash her and say, she didn't tell me where the party was. Like, as soon as he, you know, he immediately went on with that. And then finally, mm-hmm. I guess he got the information from Travis Scott, because it was like a joint party. And he ended up at the party and he shared footage of it. But it's just crazy how these couples have to kind of give the play-by-play of all their marital ones you know with the world so he went ahead and blasted her for that and the reason he's kind of in hot topics this week is because you know it's really interesting after they divorced you know and moved away from one another obviously kim was able to keep the home he agreed Mm -hmm. to that um Mm -hmm. and they both have said that it was a very kind of amicable divorce because kim and kanye both said we don't want anything from each other you know, I came into it with my wealth. She has his. And he's he's about to make, I think they're projecting over a billion on this new endorsement or this new, um, his, his I forgot the name of his his line, his sneaker mm-hmm. line. He has a collaboration he, with, um, uh, is it uh, Got, um, Gap and Balenciaga? I don't know. Oh, His nice. Yeezy wow. sneakers have done so well. So yeah, he is so wealthy, this man. And Kim on her own, you know, has her Kardashian empire. But, you know, it was an amicable divorce. They went their separate ways. But Kanye uh, moved across the street from her. So it's interesting. A lot of people kind of have feelings about it, you know, calling him a stalker and kind of saying he just wants to keep an eye on, you know, her and Pete or whoever he dates, which whoever she dates, which I don't think is such a I, I don't think that's far from the truth. But, you know, he spoke out recently about it and was kind of like, look, a lot of you guys are speculating about why I moved across the street from her and kind of like insinuating that, you know, he doesn't really have boundaries and it was like kind of a stalker move. And he was like, honestly, you know, I would love to be living in the same home with my my children. I want to be as involved a father as I can be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a, you know, we're divorced. So I'm not able to, to be in the house every day with them and help raise them, but I want to have access to them as often as mm-hmm. I can. I want them to have access to me. So he said the mm-hmm. decision to move across the street from her was not to keep tabs on her, but more so that I want to be the best dad that I can be. Right. And I kind of, I kind of hear him on that, you know, I um, there's a lot of, yeah. yeah, a lot of times when, when, um, couples couples split up that custodial parent really sees them most of the time and it's sometimes hard to kind of have the other parent be as involved on a daily basis so I think that moving in close proximity to her wasn't a bad idea across the street uh, that's a little questionable but I I see where, where you were going with this Kanye and it's like a little small shack across the street too it's not some lavish mansion and he paid a grip for it but you know it's all about the neighborhood it's across from Kim so yeah he kind of just wanted the world to know I did it for my kids I didn't do it to watch Kanye and Pete 
Although, mm -hmm. you know, he recently had him in, you know, a, a rap song threatening him and stuff. So, <laughs> but yeah. So that, that's, a, that, that's interesting, you know. But yeah, that, that's it for hot, hot topics today and stuff. Girl, what, what are your thoughts on, this is not even related, but I thought about the Kardashians. What are your thoughts on Kim and Chloe them and all them? getting their bums and BBLs reduced because they're going back to white men. That's the rumor. That is the rumor, <laughs> girl. That they are I didn't even BBLs hear that. And their There's bodies a female Dream Dog. Going back. Yeah. I, did, I didn't know that that was why that they wanted to do that. No, it's interesting because I feel like they've they kind of have changed the standard of beauty up for white people because obviously mm -hmm. in the in our community we've always appreciated a curvy figure that's nothing new mm -hmm. but they kind of mm -hmm. quote popularized it for mainstream so it's funny to me um i feel like that's kind of been happening lately remember dream doll also recently mm -hmm. is reducing hers and obviously came michelle's show is about yep. to start which i'm really yeah, just thought about it mm -hmm. and there's been a couple other women i just feel like I don't, more power to you, girl. I think that that's probably a very physically traumatic process to remove a beat because that's your own fat. I mean, I don't even understand yeah, how you like reverse a, that. I mean, you, 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 you pump it in, you're going to pump it out, I guess. Pump it out, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Listen, graphic, I, but, you know, I, I mean, mm. I just thought Which about one that, is doing it? Just, um. Who, who, which they of say, the girls is doing it? They say Kim and Chloe are are getting them both done because they want different calibers of men. They're kind of done with the the black dudes, and so they want to go and get different caliber of men and be taken quote unquote seriously as businesswomen and and yeah. stuff because and, and get their butts reduced because that's it's yeah, not that chic mean. anymore. Chic so, anymore. I mean, well, good. Kim, Please give us back but, but our butts. Kim's got ridiculous. Remember, <laughs> give us back our butts. Yeah, go ahead and reduce it. Go ahead and reduce it. Even Raquel's had gotten ridiculous. It was looking stupid. Like, she was looking crazy, crazy. Well, she got her waist and everything too small. I mean, it just looked, it didn't look natural. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. It just stopped looking mm -hmm. natural. She never mm -hmm. got it big and kind of ignorant, like when K. Michelle was on Love and Hip Hop. It wasn't like yeah, that. Yeah, or Cardi just, B. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, mm -hmm. I say go ahead and get it reduced, you know, fine. Mm -hmm. And they'll come back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You yep, had your little yep. phase and your it was a fad to you. You fetishized our curve. And I'm saying our like I have a huge behind. But you know, you sure <laughs> I'm talking to collectively as black women. Yeah. You did it. I'm glad it's out of your system. We'll take it back. Thank you. Yeah. Come back. Don't come back when it's quote on trend again. You know, so. you know, you know how it is. I just thought about that. Mm -hmm. but anyway. That is so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but all right you all we're gonna take a quick break and come back and this week's topic about co-parenting successfully after divorce and blended families all right all right everyone we are back and so um you're kidding you're gonna kind of spearhead this topic this week about co-parenting successfully uh -huh. and dating uh -huh. with kids after divorce I don't when I got divorced I did not have children right um so I I can't I can talk about dating after divorce yeah, yeah I don't know yeah. much about how to co-parent successfully as we talked about Kanye and Kim and and, yeah. and folks co-parenting how did how, how did how what is successful co-parenting and dating after divorce to you I mean, you know, it's interesting. I feel like there's not one prototype. There's not one wrong way and one right way. I think it has to be whatever works for the couple. So I feel mm -hmm. like this has really kind of been in the media a lot lately. We're just seeing it because, you know, it's, it's obviously a part of life. It happens. But, you know, with Kanye and Kim always in the headlines, people are really mm -hmm. kind of scrutinizing their process. And as, as we just discussed in Hot Topics, I definitely see a lot of value to Kanye's decision to move across the street from from Kim, although mm -hmm. the paparazzi claim they saw him in the bushes watching her home and stuff oh like my that. God. That's kind of. <laughs> I don't what? know if he has the self control oh, to Jesus. live across the street from her because he's. We've also seen him publicly proclaim that he's still in love with her and wants her back. So I feel like for his own healing process, that might have been too much. He could have lived in the neighborhood in the vicinity without being across the street. I feel like that kind of violates some boundaries. Um, but I, I, I still I mean, appreciate... Speaking of, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. speaking of healing, like what type of healing work do you need to do before you yeah. step out there and start yeah. thinking about dating as you think about your kids? Right. And I think, and we talked about this before in terms of just kind of dating with kids. You have to really kind of assess, you know, the age of your kids, when you're going to introduce your new partner to your kids, mm-hmm. you know, if they have their own kids, when will the kids be introduced? So, there's just this whole idea of kind of blending families. We saw that on Portia's Family Matters. That was the whole mm-hmm. premise of the show, which we talked about. And that mm-hmm. season uh, finale was actually this week. And it was quite a combative, you know, fiery season finale. And and Portia went into it with the best of intentions, I think, wanting to kind of blend her family with Dennis's family. His family is kind of consisting of him, his mom, um, and, and as we saw it play out, if you watched it, it, it was a disaster. I think she went in, you know, with a pure heart and just for, for, you know, numerous reasons, it just didn't go the way she had anticipated. And by the season finale, she was kind of like, look, forget this. We're not blending nothing. You know, you are going to always be Pilar's dad and that will be his grand and that is her grandmother and and you know and my family's my family so she kind of was like I'm throwing it the towel I'm done but I mean I just think that like I said there's no right or wrong way to do it but I do think it's important to establish boundaries I think what's missing with Kanye is his boundaries um and I think even in Portia's family matters there were issues of boundaries as well in terms of kind Mm -hmm. of the way that her and Dennis's mom interacted with each other and just also just kind of her and Simon and, and Dennis's relationship. I think boundaries are important. Um, and then you asked about dating with kids after divorce. I think that I've always kind of taken the stance that, you know, if you don't have kids, obviously once the ink has dried on the dotted line, or maybe you're separated and, and whatever agreement y'all have, can start mm-hmm. dating, enjoy yourself, whatever. But I feel like mm-hmm. with children, especially if the children are, I feel like it's such a fine line. If the children are super young, then they might get really attached to your new boyfriend yes. or girlfriend. Yes. And then if you guys don't make it, they're confused and they're hurt and they feel maybe abandoned. And then it's like if the kids are older, older, then it's kind of that resentment that you ain't my daddy, that whole thing too. <laughs> so I know for me, I hadn't had, I didn't have any intentions of dating or meeting anyone because I was kind of like, I'm just going to focus on my two boys and mm-hmm. I'll date once they are towards college. Cause I just didn't feel lonely. I felt very content in my mm-hmm. aloneness. Mm-hmm. I, it just felt good. Like, you know how it is. Mm-hmm. If you've been married yeah. for a while and I was married for a long time and just being a wife and, you know, being a dutiful wife, which I think I was, it just felt so good to be free and to not be accountable to any other adult but myself. Yeah, you had a, you just had a breather. My yeah, you had yeah. A breather. yeah. It really does feel like a breather. My, I had just moved into a new home. That was my home, you know, and it just felt really, really good to just be mm-hmm. free because I had never really lived alone. Like, you know how that goes, especially like with some oh, women, yeah. like sometimes we go straight from our parents' house to our husband's home or whoever mm-hmm. we're like, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's that way. And I had, so it just was so, so nice. Um, and then mm-hmm. I met my now boyfriend. It just kind of happened organically. I did not expect it to, but it just kind of was an interesting situation because we each have our own set of children that are similar in age. And mm-hmm. it's been a year and a half now that we've been together and we're not in any rush to blend our families. We talk about mm-hmm. it. We want it to be organic. I very naively, if you've been following the podcast for a while, had wanted to kind of have this whole process of my ex-husband kind of meeting Peter and kind of not giving me his blessing or permission. I certainly don't need that, but mm-hmm. feeling comfortable with it. So I kind of took it upon myself to have a conversation with him to say, this is what's going on. I'm dating someone it's serious. And I waited so after a year, because if he was going to be some fly by night dude, I was not going to even broach right. it. But, you right. know, kind of having the conversation and he was taken aback. I think he appreciated the honesty. Um, and then come to find out he already not only had a girlfriend, but already had kind of they had met our children. He hadn't introduced him them as her as the girlfriend but they kind of had been around her so I was like oh I guess I was approaching this a little bit differently you know I because mm-hmm. I don't know this is a first for all of us so I was kind of right. wanting to go very slowly 
wanting kind of his 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 being comfortable and he kind of was like okay well this would you know so I was kind of like okay so this is how we're doing it that's fine too like there's not a right or wrong way like I said but I do think there should be communication I do think there should be communication and my boyfriend's kind of like I don't need to get permission from my ex-wife when I'm ready for the kids to meet you they'll meet you I will Mm -hmm. mention to her I'm dating someone and that's it. No, it's not. Do you want to meet her? Do you want to know anything about her? And I kind of feel like I, as a woman, if she wanted to meet me, I would be okay with it because I feel like mm-hmm. you should get to know the person who's going to be around your children. If they didn't have I children, agree. if we didn't have children, yeah, I don't want just anybody. And it's so funny because my ex-husband was kind of like, when I talked with him about my boyfriend, he definitely had strong feelings and was kind of like, I don't want any just random. I mean, he's not random. Okay. <laughs> and he definitely was not comfortable with the idea. So it was just kind of funny that he had his new person around them. And I'm, I'm okay with it. Like, it's fine with me. I feel like if you think she's a good, if, if you, you think she's a good person, you think that, you know, she cares about the kids, then I think it's cool. And I am looking forward to meeting her. Like, I think yeah. it'll be nice. I'd like us to kind of blend in that way. But people have different ideas about blending. Do you, um, think, there's a, do you think there's a double standard with, like, men, the way men approach the situation versus women? Because it seems like men are very quick to have somebody around their kids. Like, I don't know 1,000%. 1,000% versus, versus women standard. who are kind of like, you know, yeah. in, in, any woman of some, of some, with some sense, I'll put it to you that way. Yeah. And be like, oh, you know, let me, let me, let me wait a little while. Let me see what's going on. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I, yeah. You know, I, yeah. I definitely I think that in a way there's a double standard. I think it's kind of some, mm-hmm. like even infidelity, there's that double standard. Like mm-hmm. a man can, can do every cheat and cheat and cheat. And then when he finds out that his woman did something, he's like totally devastated. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm gonna be honest, he seemed very shocked and and not happy at all to learn that I had someone serious <laughs> in my life. He was very taken aback, and mm-hmm. that it had been going on for so long because I was tasteful and classy about it. Like there was no mm-hmm. reason for you to know until you needed to it was know. Time. Yeah, until yeah. it was time when I'm thinking about introducing the kids. And so, mm-hmm. yet he had just very cavalierly already kind of had someone new in their life. So, and mm-hmm. I didn't think about it. But I suspect that if I had said to him, oh, yeah, this is who I'm dating, and they hung out with the boys, they play basketball on the weekends, I think he would have been shocked and not happy about it. Mm. Um, But I didn't really go into the double standard, because it really doesn't matter at that point. I just kind of fantasize about us having this nice blended situation. Of course, that's kind of what Portia expected as well. And that joint ended with them going to blows over the table. So that, that season finale was a mess. Um, (laughs) I mean it it was just really great and a lot of people were commenting that Portia went from one of the most liked housewives to one of the most hated which I disagree Mm -hmm. with I mean this didn't make me change my perception of her that's kind of strong Um, yeah Mm -hmm. but I think people felt that she came off as selfish and self-absorbed and out of touch with reality and kind of like a diva I did not necessarily, I didn't necessarily see her that way, but I could see why people thought it was that way. But that was like a combination of things. It was kind of like uh, her ex, Dennis's mother had kind of feelings about people addressing Dennis directly about his cheating. She really was like very protective of him, but in a way that was like, yeah, like mama's boy protective. Yeah, mama's boy, yeah. Yeah. Dennis said he was okay with her new fiance, Simon but he seemed to have some feelings about it. Portia definitely still had feelings um, about Dennis um, bringing a woman to this family retreat, you know? So she she definitely still seems to have some feelings for Dennis. And I think that can also complicate things too. Like if you still mm-hmm. have feelings for your ex and you're trying to move oh, on yeah. and blend families, I, you need to be completely healed and kind of over them, so that seemed to be what was kind of getting in the way of Portia and Dennis really blending successfully. They both seemed mm-hmm. to have residual feelings that just hadn't really been worked through or, or fully processed or whatever. And obviously in the case with Kanye, um, he's not hiding that he still has feelings for Cam. He's been very mm-hmm. public about that, um, which I think is why he should have kind of set his own personal boundaries and said, yes, I want to be close to the kids, but can I handle living across the street from her? Can I handle seeing if it doesn't work out with Pete Davidson? Who is she dating next? Now he has mm-hmm. a bird's eye view. I just don't think it's healthy. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's weird, honestly. It is. Yeah, yeah. So you said yeah. when you're talking about boundaries, like what do you think 
how do how can people set clear and intentional boundaries with your ex as you move forward in your dating life and in and in with the kids as well? Because mm-hmm, people see because mm-hmm. that seems to be like a a breakdown of people making particularly like I said with Portia with Kanye yeah. folks like that they're not making clear boundaries because honestly Kim could boundary could have been like I don't want you near me blah blah yeah. blah you know you need to be on the other side Absolutely. of the room. You and know, I don't she know didn't that make Kanye a clear boundary. Respect. I wonder if she had had would he have respected that. But I think mm-hmm. that that what you just described is an, an example of an excellent boundary. You know, mm-hmm. I appreciate that you're trying to be close to your children, and can we figure out a way for you to do that while also respecting my privacy? You know, because I don't feel like you know you living across the street from me is giving me the space that I need to be able to heal and move on and date. It makes me uncomfortable, and I think that's mm-hmm. what boundaries are: letting someone know what you're comfortable with what makes you feel uncomfortable with, what's accepted, acceptable to you. You know, Kanye mm-hmm. has his own struggles. So I don't know, like I said, that he would have been able to receive that from her. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know that she set that boundary. And I think that it's, so, I think that I, I, I think that I had a different expectation of what dating after divorce looked like than my ex-husband did. So therefore mm-hmm. we kind of approached it in different ways. And I'm mm-hmm. kind of not tiptoeing, but very slowly and gradually kind of introducing the holding his hand, getting him used to it, saying, you know, I'd like to introduce you, you know, to to my boyfriend and I want the kids to eventually meet him and kind of getting that pushback from, oh, I don't think it's time. And then comes to find out you were already doing that. So I yeah. think that, that could have had I had a very clear and direct conversation earlier on, these are my expectations. What are your expectations? It probably would have been better. And I think setting those types of boundaries are important. I think that was an uncomfortable conversation for me to have because it was new for me. And not only was it new for me, I think we're kind of in such a good place now. I was maybe afraid to speak up, not wanting to rock the boat. So kind of like, not going to talk about it and broach it until we absolutely need to. And then Mm -hmm. when I finally do, it's like, oh, well, he already doing his own thing. Okay. (laughs) And so I'm kind of left feeling a little silly, like, damn, I was going super slow, thinking I'm being Mm -hmm. really respectful. It could have just been a simple conversation that we had where we said, well, what's it Mm going to look like when you and I have each found someone kind of serious? And how will it go with the kid? I think it's not easy to talk to your ex about dating. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of awkward. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that for that reason, I didn't kind of speak up and assert myself in a way that I should mm-hmm. have. And it led to that little bit of a communication breakdown. You know, it's not a big deal. And we kind of moved past it. Um, I didn't let it be a big deal because I don't mm-hmm. with him. I'm not, I don't I don't get myself emotionally involved. Um, it was just <laughs> kind of a, a lesson to be learned. Um, mm. so yeah I think just speaking up about kind of what makes you feel comfortable and what makes you feel uncomfortable and not biting your tongue um, mm. and I just think it's just so important for yourself for the kids just for the overall because you can co-parent nicely I've mm-hmm. always said that I, I really like um, the Mariah Carey Nick Cannon kind of version of co-parenting maybe mm. I'm just too idealistic about it like too Pollyanna but that for me is goals I don't like mm. the word goals, but if I were to use, I would say that the way that they co-parent, I'm talking about Nick and Mariah, it's just always seemed yeah. very, um, like very much like they're friends. You never know if one of them or the other still has feelings because they seem to put the kids first. I feel like it's always yes. about the kids. So you'll always see them go on family vacations together. You'll see them celebrate major holidays, Christmases, and birthdays together. And that's what me and my ex have always done. So anyone who I date, I've always let them know, he will always be my family. I'm not in love with him. I haven't been in love with him in many years. And I have no interest in being back with him and, and the feeling is mutual <laughs> on his end. Yeah, I can't yeah. even stress that enough. The feeling <laughs> is mutual on his end. Because I don't want anyone to feel threatened or uncomfortable by my next statement. And that is, mm-hmm. but we will always be a family. You know, he is their dad. They don't need a replacement dad. And we'll always do family Mm -hmm. things. And since we've been separated, we've always continued to share birthdays. You know, we've shared Christmas. They'll always wake up and see both parents there for Christmas. We'll Mm -hmm. always celebrate each other's birthdays because it's for the kids. And Mm -hmm. so I fantasize about the day that our respective boyfriends and their children can join us and we can really blend in that way but for now I'm not going to ever not 
have my children have both parents there because we fell out of love with each other and we made that decision to separate. That shouldn't have anything to do with them. So I really right. like and appreciate that, you know, how Nick and Mariah do it. I think that's more the exception than the norm. So it was very jarring for my boyfriend to kind of see how we co-parent, you know, because mm. him and his ex-wife kind of have a more traditional like, okay, this year, 2022, you have the kids for Christmas. Next year is my Christmas. This mm. year, your Thanksgiving. That I don't like all mm. that. We're a family. Yeah. We're one. You know, yeah. when we went to South Carolina for Bryce's birthday, Derek flew separately. I met him there because my he will always be family to mm-hmm. my family just like Pete is now family to them because that's how it is yeah. their heart is big enough yeah. to love everybody yeah, and I like that about Same. Portia's family values it's kind of like we're not going to stop loving you Dennis you'll always be our family because you are Polaris father and we love Simon you know mm-hmm. we love Simon so much because there's room in the hearts for both you know what I mean yeah yeah and I, and yeah. I think I think you know yeah I think that mm-hmm. I think that's a, maybe that's a, the the way we were brought up as, as southerners maybe because you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's just the way it is because, you know, I definitely had uncles who were no longer married to my aunts who were still around and still came Absolutely. around and stuff like that. It you might be saying? now that you say it. It, yeah. might, it might be the Southern way because we're not like that. Your family mm-hmm. is not going to turn your back mm-hmm. unless you tell them something really, really egregious. Like, like, like super foul. Super right. Foul. They got to right. do something super foul. Like, like yeah. Foul. Basically, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like really, yeah. really, really bad. But yeah, yeah they don't yeah. they don't just stop stop caring about them. They'll always be received with open arms. And I think another good example, like you, you said, of like good co-parents, and I always think about Kamora Lee Simmons, although her, yes. her, her, yes. her initial relationship with, with quite problematic, be her being such a young girl when she met that old man. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. her and Jamin Hunt, too, great co-parents. Uh, her and Russell, great co-parents, even though they grew yeah. up about grown. Um, yeah. her and then the last guy she had the baby with I can't think of his name the singer um the no not Jamin Huntsu it was Jamin Huntsu I thought white she guy, had a child with um oh no I'm thinking of somebody else I thought she was with Seal I got confused oh. no no that was Heidi Klum <laughs> my bad ooh child I don't know Klum. why I thought that ooh child no that was Heidi Klum the actor but, um, okay yeah yeah it, she was with Jamin Huntsu and then yeah he's very handsome and then um um, she was with some billionaire, millionaire type of guy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Kamora go keep a dude with a bag. So, I mean, yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She, I, feel like, I feel like she makes wise choices with her partner. Yeah. And, then yeah. She, and then, you know, she co-parents very, very well. I think she's also adopted yeah. a child as well okay. recently. That and so she's familiar. doing, yeah, she's yeah. doing really, really good. And I feel like that's, that's like that maturity on both yeah. sides. Yeah, like she, yeah. like there's a big picture of her vacationing with all her baby daddies and yeah. like all her, all her kids. And, and, and that's what I want. I don't see anything mm-hmm. wrong with that. And I think that, but for Kanye kind of being childish and acting out and putting everything on social media, not to say that the, the Kardashians don't put everything out there publicly, but they've also mm. been a very good kind of example of co-parenting. Kind of like Courtney mm. Kardashian and Scott Disick. They mm-hmm. haven't been together in a long time, but they continue to kind of do the family vacation. Scott will always mm-hmm. be a part of that family. Those children will never feel like I didn't always have my mom and my dad. Even with each of them mm-hmm. kind of dating and doing their own thing, they come together, right. they do the holidays, the birthdays, the family things. And I and it's just Scott's a part of the family. He'll always be. Mm-hmm. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's kind of the model that I'm sure Kim would love to have with Kanye, that he still come around and be part of family if he would stop just acting out and showing his ass. Because I feel like it shouldn't be, a, it doesn't have to be beef. It doesn't have to be like, oh, your Christmas, my Christmas, your thing. like all that anger. And this is mm-hmm. as the person, me, who was who was hurt in the relationship, who was done dirty. I don't hang on to mm-hmm. that. Like I, that's, that is, I've let it go for the kids, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. I just feel like you got to be able to let that go for the kids first. So I, I love, I love the Kardashians. I don't love, you know, there's not a lot of things that I love about that family, but I like how they do co-parenting. I do. I like that Scott Courtney model. So that's, that's and, very dope to me. And now that your kids are like tweens or teens, what mm-hmm. boundaries do you set with them as far as your business and you dating and stuff like that? Because they're at the point now that they can vocalize yeah. things. You yeah. know what I mean? So what kind of boundaries have you had to set? In well, order I to kind of function? make sure that I have conversations with them and respect their boundaries. So mm-hmm. like when I mentioned that they hadn't met Pete yet, that he hadn't been around them, that's really because I'm kind of going based on their comfort level. I'll never force 
him or any man down their throat. So they've kind of known from the beginning Peter, who he is, though they've never mm-hmm. met him. Um, they know because like initially when we were dating, um, we met during the pandemic, as I've said, I did not necessarily, you know, talk to them about I'm dating someone new, but they kind of knew immediately about this guy because suddenly I had flowers all the time because Pete gave me flowers every month on our anniversary, just Mm. a huge bouquet of flowers. So now there's flowers in the house every month. And I believe in being honest with the children and not lying. Um, So, you know, I tell them as much as they can handle at that time. So they knew, okay, there's a guy who likes mommy and he's courting her. He's giving her flowers because this is what you do when you like a woman. See, these were the things that were not modeled by their dad. So they did not know that. They did not see that. Um, Mm -hmm. And then Pete was coming over on the weekends that they go to dad. So suddenly things in the house that were broken were repaired and fixed. (laughs) Or there's a new chef in their room. Who did that? Yes, I could say it was, you know, our Luis the handyman. I'm not being racist. I text the name of a handyman. I could say it was Luis. You know, but it wasn't Luis. It was Pete. So I would say, oh, that's mommy's friend Pete. Well, why does he do that? Because it was broken and he saw it was broken and he really wanted to help mommy out. Why would he do that? Like, did you pay it? No, he likes mommy. And when you like a woman, you'll see when you get older, you want to do nice things for her. You want to do things to make that's her life easier. That's his love easier. language. <laughs> yeah, that's his love language. Exactly. So they kind of got to know him through that. And then eventually, you know, to the point where, you know, they're like, well, he likes to do like him back. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of do like him back. I'm getting to know him. I'm taking my time and just kind of modeling that. And so, you know, they've started to kind of accept him. They've mm-hmm. I've mentioned that, you know, he has children who are you guys age. I think it'll be fun one day when we all kind of get to go out. And I've kind of like asked them if they are interested in meeting him. And then they're kind of like, well, maybe not yet. No, not really. And I respect that. Like he's not offended mm-hmm. by that. No, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And mm-hmm. and likewise, when his children are ready, they'll meet me. But there's certainly no rush because they have a, a mother who's involved, loving, right. and, and right. 100% there for them. So this isn't a situation mm-hmm. where I've been like a single mom and I don't have a I have an uninvolved baby daddy. Like they have a dad right. who's completely involved and supportive. And Pete's ex-wife is completely involved in support. So there's kind of like the roles that we'll play in their life will just be kind of as an, a positive adult figure. So in terms mm-hmm. of boundaries, I kind of will go based on their level of comfort. I'm not going to ever force him down their throat. There's not going to be like, call him this or call him that. Because I just mm-hmm. remember like my mom didn't do a whole lot of dating when you know her and my dad divorced but you know she had a couple of boyfriends and then she married she had one major boyfriend and then she married her next major boyfriend and they've they've been now married over 20 years and Mm. you know it was kind of done in a way that it wasn't forced upon us so Mm. Mm. I just want to make sure that it's just always an open dialogue and open conversation because they are like you said old enough they're 13 and 11 they're Mm. old enough to kind of know what's going on and to comprehend it and you know to talk about, you know, meeting dad's friend. And I don't force, you know, them to, I don't ask them questions and think because I wouldn't want to make them uncomfortable. I say like very positive things like, oh, that's so nice. You know what I mean? Because I, mm-hmm. I want to model for them mature, healthy kind of co-parenting. So if they're mm-hmm. like, yes, miss so-and-so, this and that. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, look how much she cares about you guys. She did that. That's wonderful. You know, mm-hmm. so I just try to. That is know. super. That is super wonderful, you can't get some women would be like, I don't want to hear about that bitch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I might say, I don't want to hear about that girl. But, I, and I don't, but if, I, if I felt it in my head, I would certainly not say it aloud. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. The only, yeah, I, I have my own, I've never said to my ex-husband, but for me, as long as you're not bringing them around no one who you did, who you were messing around with over the course of my marriage, if it's someone new and fresh, God bless her. And I just want her to right. care about my kids. And if it gets right. super serious, I do want to meet her. You know, right. and she'll, right. she'll love me. Because, you know, right. I'm nice. <laughs> I'm nice. <laughs> she'll love me because I'm nice. Me. Yeah, yeah. She will. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any, there's, there's no right or wrong way to do it. I think we're all just trying to figure this out. But I just kind of feel like if you make it 100% about the kids and only the kids and you're able to step outside your feelings, then it'll happen in a positive and organic way. Because all the couples that I've said are quote, quote, goals, whether it's Nick and Mm -hmm. Mariah, some of the Kardashians, Mm -hmm. they've all kind of made it about the kids. An example of your own feelings and making it messy is Portia's Family Matters. That's why that (laughs) one last. They got too messy 
I don't know if it was too soon or if just push it and then it's still kind of our in love or so I don't know what it was but and then it's meddling in love and it you know it, it just that's messy. what that is mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it's hard to keep it about the kids when there's just so much messiness around so yeah mm-hmm. I can't I tell myself like God God forbid something happened between me and Jay I was yeah. like I don't I don't know if I because I have a girl and it sounds so crazy and I know I shouldn't say this but mm-hmm. I am so paranoid about people being around her. Like, I just, yeah. you know, and she's such a sweet girl that, you know, yeah. everybody's her yes. friend and she, you know, yes. she wants to hug and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and, and play. And I'm just like, I am so paranoid. You know, I am just like, no, I don't want none of it. I, I just be alone. Well, I think I'm you should alone. be paranoid. I think you should be paranoid. I think, you know, one thing that, he Derek alluded to when I was talking about you know Peter was that it's always the boyfriend who basically kills you know the yeah. mom and her kids yeah. or you That's know I true. thought that was so That's mean true. when he said that but he, he wasn't yeah. wrong if you I mean, watch all them wrong. shows yeah. and not only that it could be like your new boyfriend's son or nephew and you mm-hmm. all have a play date and before you know it she's telling you such and such touch me or ask me can he mm-hmm. see my and I just feel like I've never mm-hmm. felt like I've always been a helicopter parent and I've always trusted my instincts and I've never you gotta ever do it. You gotta do regretted it. Boys too. You yeah, gotta do it with boys yeah. too. You gotta mm-hmm. do it with boys and, and mm-hmm. with girls. So I think that mm-hmm. you know and she's so young at this point, you know. Um mm-hmm. like you said God forbid if anything happened. Yeah. I there's no rush mm-hmm. and just like I said, I wasn't in a rush to meet and date anyone. So mm-hmm. like this kind of happened and I didn't even want it to happen and I kind of pushed it away. And mm-hmm. was almost like angry and resentful, like, damn it, why did I have to meet someone now? I didn't want to. <laughs> I like being in my house and my pajamas on the weekends and chilling and not moving out of my bed, to moving away from my lifetime, except for to get my stuff. Like, I don't want to have to go out and dress up and date and meet. But, you know, I met him and he just turned out to be so great. I couldn't not get to know him. But I kind of was like thinking also, like, I'm not in a rush. I expect to still be, you know, pretty and juicy and luscious in my 50s and stuff <laughs> when the boys are yeah. you know in college and I can enjoy my mm-hmm. life then um, yeah absolutely so, yeah who, who you know who, the universe sometimes brings you what they want to bring you so mm-hmm. it happens mm-hmm. but I, I feel you like there's not a rush to move on you know it's gonna yeah. you when you feel ready, when your kid, and I also don't think that you should not date only because of the kid, because I know there's some women who put their life on hold completely. It was more about me. So I don't want it to just be like, because I had kids, I was waiting for them. It was like, I didn't feel like I wanted to date. I just was enjoying mm-hmm. being single because I always single, kind of yeah. kept a man, kept a boyfriend, went, you know, looked for my husband throughout college and finally got, like, I always was with someone. So I was just enjoying being single. Mm-hmm. Um, and that mm-hmm. coupled with like the complications of having tween age boys I was like I'll just wait but mm-hmm. that had a different plan for me so mm-hmm. well, yeah. well thank goodness that he did, mm-hmm. he did. yeah yeah thank you mm-hmm. anyway that's dating after is, divorce child it is, it, but it's been so insightful like I feel like I've learned a lot like, like for real for real I, I learned, I learned a lot but yeah <laughs> I don't want to use it, but I just, you know, I learned. She's not planning to use that information. No, no, no. Research person. I am not. I am not. Hope they learn. Yeah, you know. Oh, goodness. All right, you guys. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back with watching romance and reading and listening to romance. So stay tuned. All right, you guys, we are back. So, in watching romance, Yakini and I both watched Safe House this weekend mm-hmm. from Lifetime with Nicole Ari Parker and Boris Kojo. I think she was an executive producer on it, too. Oh, um, sure. I know that Boris uh, was. I yeah, think. I think she yeah. was, too. So, or he was the director, really so maybe she was the producer. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was about a woman with an autistic son. Yes. And, um, they were having break-ins, one of the break-ins in the neighborhood or whatever, and people broke into their house. And basically, people broke into their house. They had to go in their safe room. I mean, that was a- <laughs> yeah, that was, like that he he accidentally captured 
the robbery on camera. And mm-hmm. so they came to basically get the camera. And thank God they had this safe room. And I just, mm-hmm. I, what I loved about this movie is that, you know, they have this actor. He's autistic in real life. Because mm-hmm. I remember I researched him after he was in the Christmas movie with um, Holly Robinson. Too, yeah, remember? he sure was. So mm-hmm. he played her son. He also played an autistic boy. He did not talk in that movie. Um, but I had looked him up to learn that he really was autistic. He's an actor. He's been getting a lot of roles lately. He was mm-hmm. so fantastic. Um, and and being on the spectrum can look so different you know like it can mm-hmm. range with asperger type symptoms to full autism and you know it, it can look very different and his autism looked different in the two different roles he was such a he was basically like a genius he knew how to tinker mm-hmm. with computers and create mm-hmm. things and fix things and he was just really good with electronics and cameras and that came you know that became so useful when they were stuck in that safe room Mm-hmm. And then I like how they kind of showed us how when he was upset and she was upset, they were able to kind of use their skills and self mm-hmm. together by counting. I just really enjoyed it so much. I watched it with my son, Bryce. So it was kind of like a very much a learning experience, you know, for mm-hmm. him about what autism can look like, because I feel mm-hmm. like there's a lot of um, misunderstanding about what it is and what it means to be autistic. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of untruths on social media about it. Mm-hmm. It was just a good movie. Like, it was just a good movie. It was a, it was it was it It really was it was a Mm -hmm. great thriller it was so hilarious to see her play opposite her husband that was was a pleasure (sighs) there were all sorts of little you know background tidbits i was able to give bryce during the movie like that's her husband and in real life they have an autistic child so she has a lot of experience Mm -hmm. like i was giving him this background information but yeah it was a Mm -hmm. great twist that we're not going to ruin no we're not did you you figure out the twist at at all or no Okay. No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't. So when I when they when they got to it, I was okay. like, say, say what? Now? I said, wait a minute. I did not see this. Wait a minute. They always kind of have a plot of, of, of introducing a love interest. You know, that's just kind of right. typical of Lifetime. So that was kind of what you just kind of assumed that that situation was going to be. And stuff. There's always said, that. Yeah, and then when he said something to kind of, you know, I was <laughs> like, wait a minute. I like how the music oh, stopped, oh, and she was like, I don't. I was like, I said, yeah. That was really like, good. Oh, we got God, a little um, cameo from Monica Calhoun, you know, yeah. who is most notably from Best Man and also Players mm-hmm. Club, even before Best mm-hmm. Man. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was definitely a pleasure. It was different for Lifetime. It was a good thriller. They just got some really good ones coming out. The Lifetime year. is My stepping gosh. it up. Yeah. They are stepping it up. And we're going to be tuned in. We're going to be tuned mm-hmm. Next week, um, this weekend coming up is Vanished, Not Without My Sister with Tatiana yeah. Ali. Yeah, so is she playing she is, like a double? Of, yeah, like, she played twins. Okay. Yeah. I like when they do that. I'm not mad at it. Okay. Yeah, she playing a, she playing a twin sister that goes missing <laughs> who was like a stripper and some other stuff and drugs oh, and all this. Oh my God, I can't wait. And it's, apparently it's based on a true story or something. Okay. Oh, it's like and a book so, from the headlines. Yeah, yeah, she's going undercover or whatever. And then mm-hmm. I think the week after that is the one um the single black female one. Oh my god, that's gonna be good. And then that's um, with the twins, but not real twins. Not right, celebrity right. twins. Okay. And and, and Raven Goodwin. Goodwin. Yeah, that's some, some, be good. something that the black people been wanting. We want to see them yes. together. So we're yes, like, yes. yes. Yeah, so that one's gonna be good, and of course the one lion sisters. That's gonna be interesting. Oh too. my goodness, this so, all sorts. Of, I can't so, even believe so it. So it's, it's I can't either. <laughs> and I was like, I, and then here I, I go most. I most you don't know the hallmark. I mean, what y'all doing? Nothing. <laughs> so like, exactly. What y'all doing? What going on over here? Y'all, y'all mm-hmm. will get us for Christmas, I guess. But I guess, right. yeah. And then BT mm-hmm. as always has stuff, but. Um, mm-hmm. online and stuff like that but anyway mm-hmm. I was like whatever so <laughs> yeah I can't wait for that that's gonna be good but I've been watching this reality show on HBO Max y'all it is so doggone good we're talking about being single and parents dating it's called Your Mom My Dad and it's hosted by Yvonne Orgy okay. it's a reality competition dating show sort of like Love is Blind Okay. Uh, but the premise is the single parents are thrown into a house to meet and and get to know each other and blah blah mm-hmm. blah mm-hmm. and um you know hopefully at the end you know a couple couples are sta- left standing and are together okay. and all this stuff but um the what they don't know is that their kids are in a house down the street 
And they're the oh. ones who are like pulling the strings, being like the matchmakers and quote unquote dating experts. That they they mm-hmm. keep saying the date are dating experts, but it's really their kids who know them best <laughs> and they're trying mm-hmm. to put them on there. Thus far, I'm I'm, I'm not gonna spoil it, but it's one black lady in there. It's a, it's gonna be two. I'm not gonna say. But yeah. um, it's gonna be two black ladies in there, and how about? Well, I'm not gonna spoil it. I ain't, I'm gonna be quiet. But y'all watch it on. It, it's already <laughs> done. But y'all watch it on HBO Max, and then okay, the next couple, in the next couple of weeks, Love Is Blind is coming back February 22nd. So y'all know I'm gonna be glued. To I know my, that was your joint. My seat. That is my joint, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be talking mm-hmm. about that joint every week because <laughs> honey, I'm, it's gonna be good. It's going to be good. I'm hoping, hoping, hoping instead of Nick Lachey and his his dull wife. That they mm-hmm. get uh, Cameron and um, Lauren to host because I mean that makes the most sense. No. Yeah, get the yeah. get the success story from the from the show to host. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, that's a great gets, idea. Yeah, hopefully they get some people a second chance. Maybe Diamond will come back on there and she'll get a second chance because her and Carlton oh a mess. But they that, <laughs> they hopefully they'll find somebody that you know really fits her because she seems like a sweet girl and. Mm-hmm. Um, she, you know, really got her life together, and you know, yeah, you know, she seemed like somebody that really deserves love and stuff like that. And Atlanta is a cesspool, and I hope she, yeah, <laughs> she yeah. but they're not yeah. even gonna be in Atlanta. I think they're gonna be in Boston or something. Okay, oh, okay. So, it, so mm-hmm. it might be a little wider than uh usual. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Be. We'll mm-hmm. see. Um, but I'm really excited about that. So. Yeah, but your mom, my dad on HBO Max, hilarious. The kids okay. are crazy. They're like, what the hell? Are these they parents up there making out? They're like, ah! <laughs> 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 like, about, you're talking about Bryce and Chase. Just imagine them sitting there watching you on a reality show. Talking about, oh my so, talking about, so you look real good in this bathing suit. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> they would be so can disgusting. I, can I, can they I, can I kiss disgusting. you? They, was, they were like, Wah! and there's one black girl. Oh there. His, the black boy, his mama, you can tell he's a total mama boy. And uh, he's like, mama, 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 but I'm not, yeah. I'm not gonna say what happens, but uh, he was very much like, I think this guy's perfect, perfect. But when they went on their little date, they really didn't have no chemistry because the black guy, I mean, this ain't really a spoiler because the first two episodes, the black guy, okay. he just kind of like was gravitating toward this Hispanic lady. Okay. And I was like, okay, so the brothers ain't into the sister. I mean, ain't even right. one sister. So it's kind of hard, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. still, I mean, they they, they should have been all on. She was real pretty, too. She kind of looked remind me of um, Yara Shahidi's mom in real life. Oh, okay. um, dark, mm-hmm. dark skin and, and very mm-hmm. pretty. Very, very pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. We, but y'all got to watch it. I'm, I am cracking up. Hey, I, okay. even got Jay, I even got Jay into it. So <laughs> y'all know it's good if I can get him to watch a reality show. Y'all know, mm-hmm. y'all know it's good. So yes, your mom, my dad on HBO Max. Okay. Um, and reading romance, I, like I said, I'm not doing much reading, but mm-hmm. I just finished uh, "If You Love Something" by Jace Ellis. Uh, it is a male male fake marriage romance, which is oh. hilarious about a mm-hmm. guy whose grandmother bequeaths him an inn. I believe it's a bed and breakfast or an inn or something. But in order for him to get it, he has to be married. And she assumes she assumes that he's married to the ex, so it's all in the wheel. So they gotta pretend like they together mm-hmm. and blah 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 blah. And I think Jace Ellis writes male male so well, male male uh, romance with black male okay. protagonists so so well. She is definitely in the school of Elaine Harris and stuff okay. like that with with mm-hmm. great romance and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it, you know, it's it's a little less women's fiction and more on the romance side, but it's still okay. still really really good. Um, which is surprising. You know, she's a she's a well, I would say she's a queer woman, but she's married okay. to a man. <clears throat> but mm-hmm. so it's it's real interesting to me that she writes such good male male um romance. So mm-hmm. yeah, and then listening um to romance, I am going to be. I think I mentioned last week I was going to be on the Tall Dark and fictional podcast it's going to air on the 24th we had a good time laughing and kicking about romance yeah nice. so, i yeah, love the name really of the good. podcast that's so nice yeah it's all dark and fictional <laughs> they are so yes, funny and they asked me a lot mm-hmm. about writing they asked me a lot about romance what i'm reading uh they asked me about my 
They asked me about my viral picture that went viral on Twitter. Oh God. Um they asked me about that was so embarrassing. But they asked me about that. Um so it was a lot of fun stuff we talked about. Yeah. And then um my podcast of the week that I also want to shout out is Learning the Tropes. Uh it's a podcast for a romance vets and virgins. Uh, it features it features somebody who is really really into romance, and then another person who's a quote unquote virgin who doesn't know much about romance. Which I think it's actually a guy who doesn't know much about romance with somebody who's a romance vet. So they talk all about romance and tropes and things like that, um, mm-hmm. and romance okay. and stuff like that. So, Yakini, do you have a listing uh, to romance or uh, recommendations? I do not. I do not have one this week. Mm-hmm. But yeah, not. the last week, um, the song was uh, Money Long Hours and Hours. Everybody's remaking it on TikTok everywhere. I know. So, I've heard all these uh, different versions and guys. <laughs> all these different versions. I love it. Yeah. yeah it's so good. And people proposing to the song and it's so pretty. It's such a pretty song. But shout out to her having the number one RB song in the country right now. So good for her. Good for her. Wow. So you guys, yeah, awesome. So you guys, we will be back next week with more of the podcast. Um, we're going to be wrapping up for our month of love. So February is coming up, y'all. So um this is our last pot. Well, it'll be our last crowd before we start ramping up into February so which is our mm-hmm. Super Bowl month literally yes, so, um, yes. <laughs> guys take care and we will see you all next week have a safe week bye bye bye